It's Travel Tuesday. In this episode, we are not going that far. We are in Amsterdam. And today, I have the honor to have a chat with Sam, the founder of End the Table, a shared dining experience with six women that never met before around the table for food and meaningful conversation. I'll let Sam tell us the spicy details later. I discovered this concept because of one of my friends wrote a blog about it, Militza. And uh, I asked her, what am I reading? That sounds super amazing and, uh, and things. And she was like, oh, yes, they're totally you, so you should uh, speak to them. Thanks for the plug, Militza. And she's right. Uh, as a solo traveler, I love doing um, stuff on my own during the day. But in the evening, I find it a bit challenging because I'm a massive foodie and I want to try everything. There are, of course, like several super clubs that I've attended through my travel. But for me, this concept is just next level. So indeed to this podcast. So that's why I wanted to speak to you. So over to you, Sam. Tell us about something that I haven't said in the intro and what inspired you to create a woman-only super club. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I think how it all started, it was really just out of friendship. And I moved to Amsterdam in 2017. And I found myself at a place where I didn't know too many women through the city. I came from having great communities in New York and Philadelphia in America, where I'm from. But when I moved here, I didn't have that yet. And I felt mm -hmm. like I was going to these networking events and The relationships I was making there were transactional because they were business focused. Um, we were helping each other excel in our careers, but I did feel a lot were bridging that gap to friendship. So on the other hand of all those transactional relationships, I felt like I thoroughly enjoy meeting new and equally ambitious women. Cooking is my love language and in-depth conversation in smaller groups flows quite naturally for me. So with that, I was like, I just want to invite women over to my home. And you know what? The hook is going to be, I'm going to make sure they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And at this point, there was no name in the beginning it was just kind of like sam's dinners <laughs> <laughs> and it was a referral system and through that it was just my creative outlet at that point to be able to meet women throughout amsterdam and i did that i met some of my closest friends through it And then when COVID happened, of course they stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And in March of 2022, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up these dinners again. I've always had an entrepreneurial bug. I've had a few other small little startup uh, e-commerce things here and there while mm -hmm. I had my day job, which was in advertising. Okay. And... When I was like, you know what, let's just put a name to a funny little Instagram just so I can like post what the dinners are like. And it just started to roll really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wow, women really want this. They're looking for this. They're looking for connection beyond the things that we're supposed to just traditionally um connect about in networking events and being more career focused yes. but we're looking to connect on things like 
passions, topic of discussions, and the way that an and the table works is there's always a theme and a question to mm-hmm. the table. So it helps curate the six women to come and that helps bring that bond between all the women that are showing up solo <laughs> for the real. Uh, so it really started in just my home in March. By July, August, I had two of my regular guests ask me if they could be hosts. And now we're mid-February 2023, and there are about to be 50 hosts worldwide. Oh, wow. 51 soon. I still have to send my... <laughs> my application so um, yeah i'm definitely interested but i need to uh, figure out because you have to kind of do it quite a few times a year right yes then. and i'm a <laughs> i'm a certified traveler so i need to <laughs> fit it in between but the best part about it is it, is it travels with you so it, yeah. it's not tied to your home for any of these hosts it's tied to you as the individual and if you're tra- oh. and you're if you're traveling and you are in um Shanghai or in LA or in Buenos Aires you can still host if you have a home and a table and the ability to cook and that's the great part about this going worldwide is you can meet women from everywhere in the world oh wow that's uh yeah, yeah that's right i knew i knew i had to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> can you um share any something memorable or unique that you gather from one of your your meetings definitely i think there's a lot of unique connections that happen through the dinners and what I love is they do span across some are business. And I have two of who are now my hosts, but they, uh, Jessica and Annalote, and they are going on a business venture together. I had two guests, uh, Nalau and Aisha, who became roommates the dinner they sat down at. So, these connections are happening at the dinners and we really want to reframe what it is a woman feels like she needs to do during the week or on the weekend in the evenings because especially as a traveler we don't always feel safe as a woman showing up somewhere solo Um, i agree you, you don't you don't know the experience you're going to get uh, but she doesn't have to consult with friends or family. She, she doesn't have to send that text <laughs> message to her girlfriends of like, pin, this is where I'm at. No, this is the last place if you don't hear from me. Because you're going to a woman's home where all the other five women are coming solo, not knowing each other for a nourishing evening. And I, I'm really determined to reframe that thought of what she can do any night of the week. Yeah. And how do you feel that he has helped empower women in your community? I feel like as we get older, friendships get harder. We're not in, put in places like we are when we're younger, whether it be in school or in after school activities, mm. that you just naturally form those friendships. We're, mm-hmm. we're at places where we need to actively do that. And right now, those things that we can do are, they do tend to, a lot of them tend to lead more business 
uh, minded or Mm -hmm. it's completely the other side and you're just having these surface level conversations over coffee because you swiped on a friendship app and you don't really know where else to take it. Whereas these dinners empower women to dive deeper and have conversations about what's really going on in their lives because that only helps each woman build the foundation of support she has around her and knowing like as corny or as cliche as it may sound like she can achieve anything you can when you have that support Uh, and to know that women are going through the same things you are even though you've just met them for the first time yeah so that leads to my my next question so what are the main type of conversations and what are the role of this conversation and discussion during this dinner? Yeah. So there are all different types of conversations that happen at the dinner. And those are all based on the themes and the themes can go from, like I said, more business focused and being like women owned businesses, or they can go the other way and be about women that have maybe had similar types of childhood or Mm -hmm. they have they are a product of divorced parents or there's all the dinners have creative names and then you have to read in the description what that creative name actually means for instance there's one recently that just happened called the perfect blends and the perfect blend is for women who were raised in bi or multi uh, cultural families to talk about what their lives have been like. And that's been such a blessing with bringing on new hosts because that's not something I can host. I, mm-hmm. I, I am a white woman and those themes and topics are extremely important and bringing on new hosts who this does resonate with allows these tables to go so much further than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. And so you may go that way. There was one called Home Alone in the Table. And that there was it was a bit of a play on words, but it's for women who have actively decided not to have children in their lives and to have a support group of other women that are saying, hey, <laughs> this is like there's so many mommy and me groups, but like I don't want that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So let's get together and talk about it. And when you set the stage for gathering at these dinners with that central topic, it allows the exploration of those conversations to go deeper. And you already have that instant spark of connection with everyone. And sometimes the dinners go further and they're best friends out of it. And sometimes it's just the magical moment of the dinner. And that's okay, too. So I, I think it has empowered women to learn that there's more things to do than just be in a crowded bar. And it's okay to talk about these things with people you're just encountering. I understand you're talking now of the personal impact that it has. Any professional changes that it brought to any of the member? By professional change. I mean, like, for for example, if you are trying to grow a business yeah. in tech oh, or something. Definitely. And you want to launch a table to discuss about. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. Yes, there's definitely that. And that's, those are the more business sides tables. So like women in business, there's one next week called leadership and the table. So it's women that are mm-hmm. in high leadership 
positions um, across different industries and maybe the hurdles that they step in and how they can help each other move forward. And I feel like both in personal and professional life, these types of conversations and discussions only help propel each of us forward to those different goals. Okay, I agree. And um, do you feel like food plays an important role into bringing people together? If you didn't have this element of food, do you feel like you will have the same impacts uh, or vice versa? Agree. Definitely. Food, it, if there are three pillars to the night, it's the women, the conversation, and the food. And mm -hmm. the food is equally as important to the evening because that is the reason you are around the table and yeah. you could easily have this conversation and not have food but i think we all like our stomachs to be full <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and to be drinking some wine and the host's ability to curate that and to bring whether it be their skills from family or their culture to the table and really invite you in for that experience adds a whole nother level of intimacy to the evening. So does the us has to be the, a good cook? So um, this is actually a really good question. It's a combination. <laughs> yeah. So I have some hosts, like I have some one or two hosts that are trained chefs and they are, oh, wow. they are cooks and they know what they're doing. I, I'm not a trained chef. I've mm -hmm. cooked my whole life. I grew up in a very Jewish household where I had to be home on Friday night for Shabbat. And with that, I've learned to cook from my mother, my grandmother, and I continue it as just a passion through my life. Mm -hmm. But I also have other hosts that are amazing hosts. They know how to lead a conversation and create a safe atmosphere for the women to come into, but they're not really the best cooks. <laughs> and, but they, they're, they openly admit that and they write mm. in their dinner description like, hey, this meal will be catered by XYZ company. Okay. And so I have some women that come on, yeah, and they do it that way. And that's okay. As long as the guests that are coming understands what they're coming into. If you're open and honest, I feel like that's okay. But food, regardless if it's catered or if it's cooked, it plays an enormous factor in making everyone feel at home and at ease yeah. mm -hmm. and filling your belly and making sure there's that reason for connecting around the table. So without the food, the night would definitely not be the same. What about the dietary requirement? Do you have specific theme? I've, no, the theme is the conversation, I, I would say. But I get what you're saying. If, yeah, if you have like someone who's vegan yeah. or someone, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Also, really good question. So what happens is when you request a chair at the table, you'll see in the uh, part that you fill out, you tell the host all about you. And that's super important because this person doesn't know you. You have to show them who they are. They're welcoming you into their home. Yeah. And one of the questions is, what are your dietary restrictions? 
And hosts go both ways. Sometimes they put their menu up already and they say, hey, this is the menu. Um, if it doesn't fit with your dietary needs, this table may not be the fit for you. Whereas other hosts, I know what I do is I, I actually say, hey, menu's not up yet. Tell me your dietary restrictions. I'm going to curate the women and see what the different dietary restrictions are and then build a menu around that. So hosts go both ways. But you're still definitely able to apply and attend to a dinner if you have dietary restrictions. That is uh, up to the host themselves. Dietary restriction is one, what, one challenge. I'm sure you have faced all the challenge while running this <laughs> business. <laughs> have you overcome them? Definitely. Um, there are, every day is a new fire. And I just tell myself I'm dancing around it, having a great time, but constantly like throwing water buckets to like put out the <laughs> next one. Um, but that's what it is in building a company. And I left my full-time job about two and a half months ago to, <laughs> pursue this and really give it the full energy that I believe it deserves into what it can become. And there have been challenges in terms of how the heck do I create a platform for this? I don't know how to code to, <laughs> yeah. to the simple question of do women really want this? To harder questions of should I open this up to men? as well mm. and oh, yeah. there's so there's a lot of those different challenges there there are the reoccurring ones and then the ones you face and overcome and then there's a next hurdle i am um, like right now i have about two or three different copycats uh so that's a bit of a challenge and that's a tr oh. yeah it's a bit it's a bit of a tricky one so i never want to disregard someone for creating magic in this world but if mm -hmm. you also have to stand tall and stand firm that if you're using my my exact wording and copying my concept then yeah i'm going to i'm mm. going to say something and i'm going to have a conversation with you about it because i've worked yeah. i started this in 2017 it i've put my heart and soul into it and i want to continue mm. to build it so ripping that from someone is uh not the nicest but those are constant battles you're never going to end you're never going to stop facing challenges when you start a business ever. Mm -hmm. That's that's the growth of a business. It's just figuring out where to prioritize your energy with it. And sometimes having to say that challenge is not for today, that challenge is not for this week or this month or this year and focus on what's in front of you because you will constantly become sidetracked with different things going on. Yeah, you just have to say to yourself that you started it. Yeah. You're the number one and people copy like Picasso. Everyone tried to be Picasso. So it's that just embrace uh, your <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so yeah, I guess that happened. And in terms of men, obviously we know why men want to come, but <laughs> except of that, did they say like why would you should you open it? Because there's many super clubs here in London where it's mixed, yep. like men, women can go and specific 
chef who's promoting it. Yeah. So there is space for men in this. Uh, there definitely, in, there definitely in this, is. There, there's uh, maybe not as many in Amsterdam, but oh, okay. <laughs> but there definitely are supper clubs open to men, and at in the table we are open to all self-identifying women and anyone that okay. identifies as non-binary, agender, gender non-conforming is welcome to join a table. But I found currently that is where we're going to keep the tables at. And it may expand a bit more, but like you said, there are so many incredible supper clubs out there that attest mm-hmm. to everyone. This one is just for this and for women. And like we spoke about in the beginning, it's that safe space for them to show up to because you're going somewhere by yourself where you know no one. Leading to my next point. So how this club has helped solo female travelers to connect with local women and community. As you, for example, you probably created that because you're traveling solo in Amsterdam and then stems from that, right? Definitely. So my previous to working in advertising, I actually used to produce music festivals. Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. So <laughs> I, which is a fun, that is a story for another time. But through that, I was on the road about nine, 10 months of the year sometimes in different countries mm-hmm. in my early 20s. And I always found myself, I think, by myself at night sometimes and I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to go sit at a bar and when I started doing these dinners when I first moved here I was in Mallorca with some friends and they had something to do that night and I was sitting there and I was like wow if this dinner was here I would totally go tonight and meet some of the local women or women traveling Mm -hmm. through and I've actually had my first guests now that are traveling through Amsterdam, which has been extremely rewarding because Mm. you feel like they're getting an experience of going to a new city, exploring it, and meeting the local women. I mean, I'm not a local woman in this context (laughs) because I moved here, but uh, my guests were, and they're able to talk and have conversations and get coffees later. And I want this to help solo female travelers have those activities to do and facilitate the connections of new friendships around the world. Do I attract a lot of local, um, a lot of Dutch women into your definitely into your table? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a combination. And now with the platform, you're able to put what language the table happens in, and that okay. now that spans across. We're in nine <laughs> different countries now. <laughs> so we in the Netherlands, we're in Spain, Italy, France, Germany, and quite some others and with that the local hosts they they switch it back and forth sometimes they do english tables because they want more expats to or immigrants to be able to come to the table whereas sometimes they want to do more local tables and they keep it in the local language or if you're an expat or immigrant somewhere else and you want to host a table to find the women that have also traveled there they'll host it in their um, native tongue and it's I think I really truly believe this can benefit local women traveling women and it's just further a way to connect and bond and and build our lives so from that do you think like women are more encouraged to travel and 
explore other places and maybe join on the table on the road? I hope so. I hope that's where we get to. Um, <laughs> I think it's sometimes hard as I'm just starting and it's still just me. It's getting that message out there to women that are traveling like, hey, you don't have to be from here to apply to the table. If you're in that country traveling and you want to go apply, that's great. Mm. So I, I think it's just going to take some time to get that word out there. But It's definitely the direction I'm going. And with such not small table, actually, the question is coming to me. It must be quite competitive to get a seat. So how yeah. do you select people? <laughs> and don't you feel bad sometimes oh. when you have to say no? Yeah, I feel really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say because for my tables, I can get anywhere between 35 to 60 requests for, oh, for wow. about okay. five spots. And that can happen to a bunch of my hosts now, too. And it is one of the things on the platform we actually installed now that once a table hits a certain level of requests, about, I think it's 12 or 15, that then shows up on the table. It shouldn't discourage you from applying because the host... I know for myself and all my hosts that we go through every single application and it's not always what people tend to think. It's, it's the relationship between you and the host. If you're, you're yeah. accepted, if sorry, if you're invited to the table, but mm -hmm. it's not, it's about how the host wants to curate the five other women that are sitting there. And she yeah. needs to make sure that you're not only matching with each other, but you're matching with the collective of the group. So mm -hmm. it's a difficult thing to curate the women and ensure it's the right women there. And there's definitely quite some women that have probably applied a few times and not been mm -hmm. able to get a table. And I just say, just keep applying. I'm adding more hosts daily. I just had, yeah. <laughs> I had two calls before this with new hosts. I have three more after it. And it is constantly just finding the right women to bring on as hosts and continue to get more tables. So, so you're able to attend. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So what's next then? Uh, what is your vision? and uh, how, you, how do you want to grow? Yeah, that's a good one. So our vision is to become the experience platform to facilitate women to be able to engage with new and equally ambitious women in and out of their city. And we talked about this a little, but yeah, new friendships are hard. They're damn hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to leave those friendships to only happening by chance or swiping on an app or we're drunk in the club bathroom and we follow each other on Instagram but then never talk ever again and mm. so we're really determined to reframe what's possible for a woman to do by herself and choose to show up and that platform is the vision and it's it's we're in phase one of it right now and it's going to continue to grow and there's going to be more elements to it and we're excited to see how this can further facilitate those connections for women throughout their lives. Yeah, so very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what's next, but I'm sure it will be very successful. So I think that's it with my question, but I always like to end the pod 
with an inspirational quote, and I will give it to you. So what is it that you want to say that will inspire other people? Well, that's a good one. So my inspirational quote, I, I've been reading a lot of Malcolm Gladwell recently, and mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoy all of his books, but he said in one of them that inspiration is not a light bulb that goes off in our heads. It's a flickering candle that can be easily snuffed out. Okay. And I love that because we constantly have ideas and they don't just go off. They kind of go off and come back and go off and come back. And they can easily be taken away by people and elements around us that are telling us that we shouldn't do it or, oh, that's a cute small idea or It, the idea hasn't fully formed and it kind of needs to keep flickering very softly through our heads to be able to get to the point where it flourishes. And that's been my journey with And the Table and me thinking it was just a passion in 2017 and not thinking anything of it while I tried all these other entrepreneurial things and realizing <laughs> the thing that was so inherent to who I am is actually what I want to build in this world. And now it's gone from ideation to startup. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, no, but that's really good. I think that's the future. Every, everyone needs to create something for themselves and rise. The world is changing, in my opinion. And I think if you feel like you can create something that adds values to the world, then you should totally go for it. Very true. So that's it. That's the end of this episode. All the details on how to join the table will be in the description below. There's eight other episodes to catch up on on this podcast. So please do listen or share leave a review. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. I'm going to go for monthly format going forward to keep on the focus and bring you with exciting episodes. Well, thanks for listening and live inspired.